What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we cover everything going on in the Stacks ecosystem. I'm your humble host, Jake Blockchain, and this is a This Week in Stacks episode. So as the name entails, we cover everything going on that was newsworthy in the past seven days or so. Uh, this week, we've got some news from Ryder, some news from Trust Machines, uh, all the kind of bigger content players in the ecosystem put out some new content. There was a newsletter from Megapont and Arcadico. Uh, Layer has some new news. And there were some important tweaks I wanted to go over, as well as uh, we're doing this new section where builders around the ecosystem can pop on and in their own words, uh, kind of give an update on what they've been building or what they're, what they're excited about. So this week we have Thomas, who you might know as Allnew on Twitter. And uh, he gives us a little update on MicroStacks. And we have Zero and Hodl Stacks from Zero Authority DAO giving an update on the Cerulean Marketplace. So that's what we got going on. You know, give me 10 minutes of your time, and I promise you, you'll have a pretty good update and a pulse on what's been happening in Stacks. But first, uh, got a shout out to my sponsor, the Stacks Foundation. and I don't know if you've been paying attention, but there's been some developments happening around the crypto space, mainly in uh, EVM-based languages, where they're starting to have a, a slight shift in in realizing that maybe decidable languages, like Clarity is, uh, have some benefits for blockchains. Maybe we should use them uh, and build these other kind of like side languages that still compile down to Solidity, but they give us more security and guardrails on the front end. So uh, I think that's a good opportunity if you want to start to learn devving uh, to build in this built in this bear market and learn clarity. So if you're interested, whether you're a, a complete novice, don't know anything about coding, or you are building in Solidity and you want to jump in, uh, start.stacks.org is a fantastic resource to you can kind of pick your level steps one through five and jump in and start learning clarity. Uh, because there's going to be a massive demand coming soon. You know, once once there's more traction coming in, the Bitcoin narrative seems to be shifting. Uh, I think there's going to be a tsunami of interest, and you want to be on the on the cusp of that and take advantage and have the skills necessary to capitalize. So let me not tell you what to do, but if you so choose, start.stacks.org is a great resource if you want to learn clarity. So. There we go with the, the necessary preamble, give you guys some juicy nuggets, but talk about what we're talking about today, which let's just jump right into it. First on the list, we have an update from Ryder. And if you didn't see, uh, I spoke with one of the co-founders in my last interview episode, so you can go check that out with Marvin. But Ryder put out a blog post titled, How's Your Ride on the Web3 Wave, which... Lewis is a fucking baller at a blog post. He's always got that swagger. So uh, they cover a few things in this. First, they talk about positioning and how difficult it is when you're creating a new product of how do you want to position yourself in the marketplace. And so for Ryder, you have this, you can create a new category, like being a social wallet, which is the, the thing they chose, or you can attach yourself to something currently existing, like a, a hot wallet or a hardware wallet or somewhere else, and try and attach yourself to that user base, and then 
kind of like bring them into some of the nuances of crypto or whatever. So they, they decided they're going all in. They're creating a new category. They are the world's first social crypto wallet. And uh, they go over some details about some new hires. I'm going to link the blog post below if you want to get into the weeds about this. They also mentioned that one of the reasons why the NFT pass hasn't happened yet is because the market has been so down. So everything is kind of down. Uh, interest in NFTs is down. So they're trying to wait for the right time. And uh, yeah, they inked a deal with CityCoins to provide namespaces, the .mia and .myc usernames. So those will be coming exclusively from Ryder, I believe. I think it's exclusive. Uh, yeah, so there's a few other things in the newsletter. I'll link the blog below. Highly worth your time if you're interested in this beautiful crypto wallet device that's coming out. All right, next up, big news from Trust Machines. Dan Held joined as a marketing partner. He's doing it part-time, it sounds like, as an, an advisor role. So you have Dan Held now joined recently. Uh, Aubrey Strobel joined a few months back. And if you go to Trust Machine's website, again, I'll link it below, but they're hiring for like 15 positions. They're hiring for not just engineering, but content, design, marketing, a few different options. So uh, if you fit one of those baskets, shoot your shot. I mean, maybe you're the right fit for Trust Machines and you can help them get the word out on building the world's largest uh, you know, collection of Bitcoin applications trying to unleash Bitcoin. So check that out. Super, super hyped about Dan Held joining Trust Machines more proper. He's been pretty friendly to Stacks over the last few months. And uh, Dan Held is kind of like the ideal Bitcoiner in my eyes. Like he's clearly a Bitcoiner. He's, he says uh, over and above that he doesn't have any other tokens, but he doesn't like completely rag on them. And he, he stays open-minded and curious and tries to learn and pick out and not throw the baby out with the bathwater. So he he is the definition of an open-minded Bitcoiner in my mind, and it's good to see him leading some of the charge on the marketing stuff that we'll see uh, Trust Machines come out with in the future. All right, so next up, let's cover the content that was dropped in the past week. So first of all, on my end, I had a fantastic interview with Marvin Jansen. He was the ex-technical lead at the Stacks Foundation. Currently now, he splits his time between doing technical stuff at Ryder, the world's first social wallet. Uh, he's the co-founder there. And then he also spends a lot of his time at what's called the Clarity Innovation Lab, which is a uh, group put together between him, uh, Peter from Residio. There might be others involved as well. And their whole job is just to push the limits of Clarity and uh, make it as full-featured as possible. And so one of the things they're working on is something called Executor DAO, which uh, is a composable, like modular DAO smart contract infrastructure. And uh, one of the cool things is, as I'll mention in a little bit, but uh, Stacker DAO is using that as part of their base framework. And that has some pretty interesting opportunities in the future. But I'll get to that in a little bit. So we cut, I talked to Marvin, check that out, link below. Uh, there's a podcast called Mission DeFi haven't listened to that podcast before, but they had Albert, who is the Web3 Startup Lab pre-accelerator. Uh, he's running that. So companies that kind of are building the stacks, but aren't quite ready to go into Stacks Ventures proper. 
um, that work with Albert. The podcast with Albert, Kyle Ellicott, the partner at Stacks Ventures, co-chair at Bitcoin Odyssey, and Wilk Corin, which is the grants program manager at the Stacks Foundation. So you got a heavy hitter list of people on that pod, um, and they're getting their name out in different podcasts and not just the usual suspects like both on Bitcoin. So that's cool to see. Airdrop Show dropped a new episode with uh, someone named Omer. Goes by OQ Studios, titled "Come Going Full Time into NFTs." So, uh, yeah, this this guy Omar is a creative savant, and he kind of goes into some of his background of how he went full time into NFTs, as the name suggests. Haven't listened to it though. Sorry, guys. Uh, there was a couple of stacker chats with Munib and Gina. Uh, they've been chunking these into smaller, easier to digest formats. So like five to seven minutes. Uh, so you can just see the title, get your little download, move on. There was two that were released in the past week, one titled Bitcoin as a tool or a community, and then one called the focus areas for stacks in 2022. So you can check those out. Also links below, but they're also on their YouTube and their podcast. And then last from the content creators, uh, Vane Vargas, who is the host of the Unraveling Crypto Show, had an interview with Wilk Corrin, who, like I mentioned before, he's been on two this week, apparently. Uh, he is the grants program manager. And not just that, he was an architect in a past life, did that for many, many, many years before jumping full time into crypto. So you can hear some of his background. So that's that's some of the new content that you can spend your next week diving into. Uh, next up on the list, we got some newsletter action. Megapont dropped a newsletter, and there's a few notable things in it. First, MSA, the Megapont Space Administration. So this is their rebranding of the apes in space. And these, these are the spacesuits coming to people who hold the OG apes. Um, and I think maybe the study labs as well. Um, I think I saw something on that. But the spacesuits are coming on October 26th. They are also working on updating the Megapop website. They didn't go into specifics on that, but uh, expect something sexy there. And then some interesting piece. They're going kind of Nounsdow style, where uh, pretty soon they're going to be releasing a daily auction ape. So every day... They're going to release one unique ape for a year. So there'll be 365 new apes dropped in this fashion, which I think is super dope. Um, curious to see what they come up with on that one. And then Arcadico also dropped a newsletter. And there's a few interesting bits in there. It's worth a read. Um, if, if you listen to the last episode of This Week in Stacks, I covered Arcadico Keepers which is a way to, I won't go too much into it because I might get something wrong, but it's a way for you to have a, an on-chain entity do something for you and you can do it in code. So this could be, um, you can have it, you could pay someone somewhere off-chain and then they can execute a stacks contract to say, claim um, your harvest rewards on this thing. So opens up some different functionality uh, on the blockchain, maybe I should have Philip on the pod to uh, talk about them, some of these things in depth. But uh, they get some updates on the protocol and how it's been doing in the market volatility. Uh, TLDR, it's been doing well, exactly as expected. 
They're also dropping a new NFT coming soon called Archidroids. Archidroids. So check that out. All in the newsletter, all in the description below. So check that out. And uh, two more things before we get to our builder updates. Uh, Layer dropped a new workflow for minting and creation. So they're continuing to be like probably the hub for just a super easy onboard ex experience for people who aren't into crypto yet. Like, I wish I could buy my NFTs on Layer and have them move around all over the web, whether it's Gamma and Byzantium, because if, if I had that, Gamma would be the place. But if you just want to see what the future of NFT minting will look like as far as like a frictionless experience, uh, you have to try you have to try layer. It's it's super, it's just try to put into words. It's just easy. It's so much better. There's there's uh layers of how they do the self-custody and they can progressively put you onto these wallets. It's just fantastic. So shout out to them. They've been doing phenomenal work. Uh, might have some collaboration stuff with the podcast coming with their multi-pass. That's a little alpha leak. But uh, yeah, so Layer's got a new new workflow to make it even easier to mint your NFTs. All right, and the last little update before we got Zero and Thomas coming on is there was a tweet by the Stacker DAO Labs team, and they talked about Executor DAO, which is the... Uh, piece of smart contract infrastructure that Marvin and the people at Clarity Innovation Lab are working on. And uh, StackerDown mentioned that they are building on that framework. And so what that means is that every Stacker DAO is composable with every other executor DAO or Stacker DAO. So as more and more people use this uh, DAO infrastructure, and currently it's used by any Stacker DAO, uh, the Alex DAO, which is from the Alex Foundation, and the Ecosystem DAO, which allows the SAS community to have a voice in key ecosystem decisions. All of these can talk to each other and, and be stronger as a unit because they they actually communicate at a deep level. So what that looks like over time uh, is TBD, but it's nice to know that when we're trying to talk about governance and community and coordination, you're not siloing within a single DAO. Um, they're thinking longer term about how these things can work together. So I thought that was pretty interesting uh, little tidbit. Um, I'll drop a tweet there below. You can get some more context. But yeah, that's the that's the main updates that I have this week. Uh, thankfully, I have a couple guests on next. These are builders within the ec ecosystem, and they're just going to give us a brief update of something they're excited about. Or working on. So first up, I have Thomas, which you'll probably see as all new on Discord, Twitter, all those. He's one of the uh, people at Fungible Systems. He's been working on MicroStacks, and that's what he has up to today, is covering a little bit about um, some new developments in MicroStacks. So let's pass it over to Thomas. Hey, everyone. Um, this is Thomas from Fungible Systems. And I just want to give you a quick update on some of the open source tooling work that we've been doing. Um, yeah, so MicroStacks, uh, recently we released version one. And what that means is uh, it went through a security audit and thankfully nothing of serious note was found. Um, and then in addition to that, 
Um, I've done a lot of work on kind of building tooling around microstacks. And maybe just to step uh, back for a second and to describe what Microsacks is, is it's basically an alternative to Stacks.js. So it's JavaScript and TypeScript libraries for interacting with Stacks uh, from the context of JavaScript. So it could be a web app, it could be uh, an API server, it could be a CLI tool, basically anything you can do with JavaScript, React Native, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and the main difference between Microsacks and Stacks.js is uh, Microsacks has kind of the main goal of, first of all, working in all modern bundlers. So that means things like Vite, or rather Vite, uh, Parcel, Rollup, Skypack, um, soon Dino. Um, basically anything that's modern, it should work without, you don't need to do anything. You just install it and automatically it works. And then secondarily, um, another really important kind of goal or, or hope is that the dependencies for the package will be very minimal. And so Microsacks, the core package, only has two dependencies, and those dependencies have none. And so from like a security perspective, um, it's much better because there's a, a much smaller surface area for attack. Um, and additionally, it's just smaller, so it, it doesn't add much to your bundle. Um, you won't have to ship that much to your users. Lots of really good benefits. Um, outside of the core, though, um, with version one, I've basically created a new way for apps to interact with stacks. Um, prior to version one, basically everyone would need to kind of know all the different things you have to pull in to do things like authenticate or sign transactions or use Gaia. And so with version one, I really wanted to make it super easy to do all the things that you would normally or you would expect to do for any kind of standard Stacks app. So that means authentications baked in, transaction signing, message signing, um, data storage, and then encryption. And so um, rather than needing to pull all of these different functions from these different modules within MicroStacks, there's a new package called kind of what I'm calling the client package. And that basically handles everything for you and gives you an ability to kind of hook into when certain values change. And with that new client module, it's really, really easy to extend that to any JavaScript framework, meaning like, obviously there's a React one, but now with version one, there's uh, first class kind of support for Svelte, uh, Preact, Vue, and Solid. And then I've also made kind of a, a Jotai uh, adapter as well, because I really like that state management library. But um, basically now for the first time in the history of Stacks, we have like, first-class support for all these JavaScript frameworks. So you don't need to, like previously, you would have to kind of tie everything together yourself if you were using Svelte or something like Vue. But now you'll have the same kind of API that React developers have had access to. So you can use hooks and functions that automatically update and are reactive. Um, yeah, in addition to the new libraries, um, I created a bunch of starter kits that make use of all the new code. So you can easily create a new MicroStacks um, project by by using this command here uh, in whatever package manager you want. You can use NPX. But we have a bunch of React ones. We've got um, Next.js, Remix, Preact, Vue, Svelte, and SvelteKit, SolidJS, uh, and a bunch more are coming as well. Um, outside of the starter kits as well, 
I've done a lot of work on kind of putting all the knowledge I have in my brain onto something, on, on some kind of paper. So there's a bunch of new documentation um, for getting started and code examples in every single framework. So it's like React, um, Vue, Solid, Svelte, whatever you need, or vanilla JS if you're going that route. But, you know, we got topics on like authentication, networks, um, how to handle server-side rendering so you can kind of um, prevent uh, unintentionally, like, Sometimes with apps, it'll load and then you won't see the user session immediately and it'll kind of like show later because it's being uh, loaded from the client. There are ways in which we can kind of uh, prevent that from happening and, and have a really fast and good user experience for folks. Um, and then there's a couple of pretty in-depth guides around building a Remix or an XJS app. Um, yeah, that covers about everything with version one. Um, there's a lot of stuff I'm still working on. Uh, for the future. Coming up next is I have a new way of interacting with Gaia. Um, so this is going to be some new storage tooling um, that'll make it more like you're interacting with a database than interacting with like a key value store. So I'm really excited about that. I'll have a blog post soon about that. Um, other things I want to do are, you know, I want to build a new way to interact with post conditions because that's been pretty confusing for folks. Um, Got, you know, examples with Clarinet or Clarigen. Um, but yeah, please, you know, reach out to me if you have any questions. Um, thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you, Thomas. Sometimes I wish I was more Devi so I can, like, nerd out about these things that I know are pretty interesting. But I just got to take them uh, as they are and assume that this stuff is, is super huge. Um but yeah, that's dope to see some new updates for MicroStacks. Thank you, Thomas, for coming on. Last but not least, we have Zero and James from the Zero Authority DAO giving us the update on the Cerulean Marketplace. Zero Authority is a community of people who believe in open source and permissionless systems. Thanks for supporting the community. Remember why you started. Our mission is to create solutions to help people thrive in the digital economy. Cerulean Marketplace is the first product in the Creator Hub suite. We believe in this opportunity to work in Web3 and people coming in will be a massive shift. The Marketplace will provide people the opportunity to find work, to find gigs, find services that can really help their teams, their projects, or their DAOs or communities accelerate. And this is going to be a place where people can come together, do it in a decentralized way, and offer a, a valuable service. Currently, you see uh, a lot of economic activity happening on chain, but it's very disoriented when it comes to trying to organize and carry out that work. You might have it occur in Discord or over Twitter. There's a lot of opportunities that are or not, they're lost and their people, people's skills and their uh, what they're what they're really capable of doing is not able to be shined through right now. What we really wanted, you do have this pseudonymous economy developing, and we kind of what we see is that there needs to be a platform for what this for this to occur on, so we can have trustless systems uh, in a decentralized nature where people can truly showcase all of their talents and find work, and people that are looking for work can find trusted people to carry that out. A pseudonymous economy is something that we see as a trend developing over time that it will grow as 
stacks and crypto itself grows. And we want to just play a small part in that solution to provide people the ability to earn, showcase their talents and skills, and be able to grow as the ecosystem grows over time and to, to leave their mark as uh, this new economy develops. The first version 0.1 is going to be an MVP beta version. There's no Web3 login yet. Right now we're running tests to see, is this a valuable product in the ecosystem? Do people actually want to use the Cerulean marketplace to find services, to offer services, to come together in communities, be able to showcase that talent? On our roadmap, what we want to do is build out the Web3 login, build the smart contracts to facilitate all of the negotiations and have on-chain metrics. So this is this is not just going to be people taking our word for it, or you're going to have a handshake with someone. If you have this contract, whether it's with friends, whether it's with, within your communities, whether it's within the DAO, you will benefit from having this smart contract hold this collateral and you provide the service, you provide the work, you provide the gig, and that collateral unlocks. And, and it does it in a trustless manner where we can all benefit from that and the protocol can benefit as well. Thank you, Zero and James. And that concludes this episode of This Week in Stacks. Builders, any of you out there, if you want to hop on here, just shoot me a DM on Twitter or on Discord and uh, I'll bring you into the group chat we have going on, trying to make this a central place where we can just, you know, two, three minutes, you can just give a little update on something dope that's going on uh, so we can get a better pulse of, you know, the things that are happening on the fringes. So, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, I love you guys as always. Got a new episode with the CTO of Alex Chan on Friday. But, yeah, till then, that is This Week in Stacks. I'm your host, Jake Blockchain. I love you. See you next episode. Peace. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here waiting. I've been waiting now. I've been trying to figure out a way to make it out. Make it out, because I don't think about it.